Amen. If you have your Bibles with you tonight, turn with me to the book of Exodus chapter 4. Exodus chapter 4. We're going to be picking up where we left off the other day. The title of the message was, He Chose Me, the Elect of God. We're going to be picking that up again. We're going to come from Exodus 4 tonight. Chapter 4, stand with me all over the building. The second book in the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, amen. Chapter 4. Amen. If you got it, say praise the Lord. Amen. Exodus chapter 4. We're going to go to verse 10. The Bible says, And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Father, for the next few moments here tonight, I ask you to just use me as a mouthpiece for the Holy Ghost. I ask you, Lord, to give me the words to speak. Lord, just use thy servant here tonight. Give each of us the spiritual ears, Lord, that we need to hear your voice in this word. Lord, give us, O God, I pray, spiritual eyes, to see this path as you lay it out before us tonight. And give us the godly wisdom that we need to walk within that path. And we thank you and we praise you for it. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Notice what it says. And Moses said, this is where the, the Lord said he wanted him to go and be the voice to the Pharaoh. But Moses, first thing he said is something that we do. Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. I'm not, I'm not, I can't, I can't, but, 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 I can't, I'm not. But listen to what the Lord said. He said, and the Lord said unto him, who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb? which is somebody that cannot speak, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind. Have not I, the Lord? So understand something here. The Lord's one made them all. Lord's one made the blind. Lord's one made the deaf. Praise the Lamb of God. He chose you to come to this church and open your hearing. If you won't hear it in this church, not only are you not going to make it, but you ain't going to hear it nowhere. But God makes all things. He made the deaf. He made the dumb. He made the blind. And He made those that see. How many times do we make excuses to God about how we can't do something when God's calling us to do it? We're in a great company of people, I tell you, because every great soldier in the Bible at some point balked at the opportunity. 
He was very weak in his speaking. This was his weakness. I don't know of any other weaknesses that he had. But you know, the very area he was weak in was the area God called him to use. The Bible said he was the meekest man alive at that time. The meekest man on the earth. But he didn't call him for his meekness. He didn't call him to his meekness. He called him to his weakness. Why is it that God called you? Why is it that God expects a smoker to reach another smoker? Huh? Your testimony, but you know what? It used to be one of your weaknesses. Yeah. God delivered you from it, so you go and you help somebody else to be delivered from that, see? But you know what? Moses said, I can't, I can't be used... I can't be used. Now, you know what you do. You don't now if you're a, if you're a smoker and you ain't been out of smoking very long, you don't uh, the devil would say, "You know what? Hey, do what you do. Let's go over to the smoking club over here and and start uh, reaching out to those people and try to bring them out of there." You know, "Hey, man, you've licked that alcohol problem now. You've been you've been sober now for 2 weeks. Go on over into the bar you used to go to and hang out with them guys and bring them out of there, man, and preach to them in there." No. No, if you got a drinking problem, don't hit your horse at a saloon. Just not a good idea. Because the devil will try to set you up. But God will send you to help other people in the areas where you are weak. And so here... The Lord did now understand something here tonight. What did how many times have you heard somebody say, Well, if God wanted me to go to church, he'd give me a better car. He'd give me more money. He'd make a way. How many of you know God already made a way? Your turn. Your turn. Did you know what when Moses said right there, and is everybody still at that scripture? Sister Hoy, did you read right there where we were reading just a second ago? Did you read where Jesus said, oh, excuse me a minute, hold on, hold on just a minute. My goodness, I didn't realize you couldn't speak. Hold on just a minute. Hey, Michael, Gabriel, come on. Y'all come on down here bring some, bring some of the worker bees. Go down there, bring some mouth tools. We're going to have to go down there and fix Moses' speech. Because he's slow of speech and he's of a slow tongue and I need to use him for a mouthpiece. Or we could just use somebody else. No, I'll just use him. So go ahead and go down there. Heal his speech. Heal his tongue. So I can send him. that what it said? I didn't read all that in there, did you? There's probably a book called The Message. It probably has that in it. But not in this Bible we read. 
Now, let me ask you a question. Do you reckon Jesus could have healed him? Why, he could have made his speech just perfect, couldn't he? But you know what? I don't read in there where he did. Did you read in there where he did? I didn't see nothing in there where he did that. But what did he say? What did he say right there, brother? Started in verse 10. Okay, go down to verse 11. And the Lord said unto him, okay. Let's see, go back up for just a second. Okay, uh, let me see here. But I'm so okay. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Okay. Okay. You know what the Lord said? Go ahead. Go ahead on down and read what he says right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going down through, yeah, through 11 there. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. What is that? What is that he said? He said, Now therefore, go. Isn't that what he said? He listened to him whine. He didn't offer him no cheese with it. He listened to him whine a little bit. And then he said, Okay. I heard your story. Now let me tell you my story. I'm the one made you. I'm the one made you. I'm the one that made the deaf and the dumb. I'm the one that made you slow of speech. Because I'm the one makes the deaf. I'm the one makes the dumb. I'm the one makes the seeing man. I'm the one makes the blind man. I'm the one does all that. Do you think I don't know what I made? I made you that way. And I'm the one called you. So he said, therefore, go, and I will be with thy mouth. But God, I'm weak. I'm one made to weak. Go, and I will be with thy weakness. Folks, why did he choose you? Why did he choose you? Why did he choose you, Brother Edward? Nah. Not what I'm looking for. Why did he choose you? Listen to what we were talking about. Why did he choose Moses? Huh? Amen. Because you know what? When the king of kings called a fella that couldn't speak right... To go and be his voice, guess who's going to get the glory? God. Why did he call you? Because you ain't all that. That's why. Why did he call me? Because I ain't all that. That's why. Why did he call me? To give you a testimony that, you know what? We got a pastor that's pretty skilled in that word. And he didn't even graduate high school. Amen. You know what? Who gets it? When people come in here and they hear the Word of God come across the pulpit like they do, when they hear the Word of God come across there, when they hear Scripture, Scripture, the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, when you hear Scripture and you understand it like you've never understood it before, praise God, let me assure you the glory belongs to God and not me because I'm not no genius, folks. God gets the glory. I don't have no bunch of doctor's degrees hanging on my wall. If I had one up there, it'd be from a school of stupidity. They call me Dr. Stupid. 
But what I have, I got from the Lord. God ain't looking for geniuses. Praise God. Praise God. That means I can go, maybe. <laughs> Amen, because he ain't looking for no genius. But I'll tell you what he is looking for. He ain't looking for whiners either. As we can see with Moses. How many of you think Moses made heaven? I know it did. I know it did because the Bible tells me that he was seen in the transfiguration with Jesus and Elijah. Amen. So, praise God. So, he's not looking for geniuses. He's looking for people that are willing to just say yes. When it comes to him saying, I need to use you for something, he's not looking for people with a doctor's degree. He's looking for people that will trust in him and what his word declares, trusting the word of God. He picked you because he saw something in you. He can take what you are and make you great. He can take you where you're at and turn it into greatness. We're not after greatness in this life. We are after greatness in the kingdom. Praise God. Let me tell you something. I'm not worried about what this world thinks of me. I'm not worried about whether I make everybody up and down the street happy. But I am worried about my king being happy because, praise God, he's the one got the final answer. He's the one got the final say. Amen. And praise God, when he says, well done, that good and faithful servant, I'm not about to step out and say, is that your final answer? Praise God, before he gets that final word out of his mouth, he's going to look around and I'm going to be gone. On the other side of heaven, in, I'm going to be locked in. Praise God, I don't even want to come near that gate. Amen. <laughs> well done, thou good and faithful. Enter thou. <laughs> Where'd he go? Man, he was going out. Last time I seen him, he was about 200 mile an hour going that way. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hmm. Blend in. Blend in. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. So, listen, I just want to make sure that I make him happy. Did you know what? I don't always make him happy. I know that's completely a shock. I'll let that settle in just a minute. I know y'all are completely shocked and just, oh, Lord, what am I going to make it? I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, Lord, I'm going to have my make it. You know, I wrote a song like that. It said, I don't always do what's right. And I don't. But I try to be quick to repent. I'm not perfect, church. But I love Him. And I sure want to be perfect. I sure want to be better than I am. And I sure wish that, that I was better than I am. But you know what? Jesus knew who I was and He picked me up. He knew who I was, and he picked me up. He knew every weakness. He knew every strength. Did you know God will step you out on your weaknesses? He will step you out on them. 
Have you ever thought, dear God, why in the world did he call on me? As your pastor? Have you ever, when I said, I called you to give a testimony or something or to do something or say something, have you ever crossed your mind and said, oh my God, why did he call me? You know why I do that? I do it the same reason Jesus does. Do you know that Jesus didn't call Moses out to, to be his voice to make him look like a fool? Did you know that? Do you believe that, sister? Do you believe he called Moses to make him look silly? Do you believe he wanted him to just go and be a laughing stock in front of all them people? You know what he wanted? He wanted to show Moses, you can trust me, man. You're going to get the job done because I'm with you. I'm going to be with you. Thank you, Lord. I feel that. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to show you what I can do. And I can do it with anything or anyone. I can do it. I am able. Trust me, not yourself. He's wanting you to step outside of yourself, get out of your comfort zone, and do something. And that's exactly why He called you. And that's exactly why I call on you. Because I don't want you sleepy time. I don't want you in your little comfy zone. Amen. Because I want you to see what God can do with you. Amen. And, you know, if you find that little comfy, cozy, cushy little comfort zone, then if if you're allowed to, that's that's where you're going to end up right there. That's where you're going to stop right there. You ain't going no further. Well, just give it time. We don't have time. Just give me some time. No, we don't have time. Time's up. Amen. Time's up. You know why? Because I don't know when I don't know when your when your buttons up. I don't know when your numbers up. I want to help push you push you and push you into more and to more and to more. Let go of that comfort zone. Listen, that comfort zone is you. Jesus ain't going to have you in no comfort zone. So if you're in a little comfort zone, You've created it. And that's happy time. But you don't need happy time. Happy time for when we get home. Jesus has a job for you, and it ain't going to be performed in your comfort zone. Amen. Jesus needs you to step out on the, step out of the boat. Can man walk on water? Did you know Jesus can? Did you know... Peter walked on the water. And the rest of them was in their comfort zone. But Jesus said, come. Peter, now what had to happen for Peter to walk on that water, brother? He had to have faith and walk on the water, but what else had to happen? He had to get out of the boat. That's right. Did you know when his foot was right here? He still couldn't walk on that water. The water still wouldn't support him. When his foot was right there, the water still wouldn't support him. It's when he put his weight on that foot, that's when the water supported him. Because that was faith. You can stand in the boat and say, oh, yeah, I can walk on that water. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, ha! oh I'm a water-walking maniac. I, it's called me Water Walker. Yeah. Oh, look at that. See me? Oh, look. See, touching the water. Don't you see? I'm walking that water. They call me. They call me 
Water Walker. That's what they call me. WW. That's me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was good. Did you see me? No. No, no, no. No, when he put that weight on the foot, that's when he was all in. That's when he truly trusted what Jesus said. And he stepped out of that boat on that water. That was his show you my faith by my works. Everybody could have said, oh, yeah, I believe him. I believe him. I'm good. I believe him. Oh, yeah, but I'm good. I'm good. Amen. So, praise God, Peter stepped out of the boat. That was his faith in action. Everybody says, I trust Jesus. Do you trust Jesus? Don't you lie. Don't y'all lie now. We in church. Do you trust Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to call you on it. You know what I mean? If you trust Jesus, then don't hesitate when, when the Lord asks you to step outside your comfort zone. Man, the Bible says all things are possible to them that believe. The Bible says we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and those who are called according to His purpose. How many of you believe you're called? Lift that hand up, sister. You're called. I'm going to help you believe. You're called. You're the one. You're the one. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something, folks. Ain't no accident. You're not. You didn't just. Let me, I promise you, Satan didn't bring you here. Satan didn't bring you here. Man, he'd bring you to a treehouse church, maybe. He might take you to a mega church. He might take you to any church, so-called churches. I promise you he didn't drive you over here. Oh, no. No, no. As a matter of fact, if the devil thought that a demon, one of his recruits, drove you here, he'd, he'd, he'd cut him in little pieces a thousand times a day because you can't kill a spirit, but he'd kill him every day. He'd correct that. You ain't fall you ain't fall off in this church by accident. I guarantee you there was a war went on before you got here. Wars were fought to get you in this church. I guarantee you there were. That devil tried every way he could to keep you out of this place. Man, I'm gonna tell you, he tried every way, and I mean he brought everything he could and he's still doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's the right one. You're in the right place. You are the one. God's the one called you. God's the one brought you here. And God has a job just for you. Oh, yes, He does. Amen. And you are a piece in... I feel the Holy Ghost all over me. You are a piece in this puzzle. And God is doing great things in your life and through you even right now. God is working in your life. Right now, He's working in your life. He already has things set in motion that you're heading toward. You don't even know you're heading toward them. You can't even see them because they may be way far off. But God already has things. I feel the Holy Ghost all over me. Praise God. I'm tap dancing all over God's will tonight. Amen. God already has you heading toward something. You can't even see it yet. But it's already there. It's already being, uh, it's already in motion. It's already happening. Amen. You're heading towards it. Praise God. And God's just preparing you. 
Amen. And He's preparing the way ahead of you. The Bible says that God would go ahead of you and make the crooked places straight. Why does He make the crooked places straight? What's it mean by that? You know why He makes the crooked places straight? It's the places that the devil makes crooked in your path ahead of you, or even you yourselves, even you yourselves, have things in your life that are going to trip you up. There are things that are weaknesses in you or things that are, are hindrances to you. Remember the Bible says, Wherefore we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience this race that's set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So we're in this race, and the Bible says that because so many people are watching us, we need to lay aside every weight and the sin. Listen, the Bible says that He will go ahead of thee and make the crooked places straight. So when God is doing things in your life and ahead of you, He is making the places that otherwise would be crooks in the road, He is making them straight. How's He doing that? He's cleaning you up. He's pushing temptations out of the way that the enemy already has laying ahead of you in wait for you. He is removing roadblocks and stumbling blocks and, and brick walls and things like that that the devil's already throwing in the path to try to throw you off and to sidetrack you. He's going ahead of you already and removing those things. He's cleaning up stuff in your life right now that down the road would trip you up and cause you to go off a bridge. Because why? Why is he making the crooked places straight? Because straight is the gate, narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Amen. That's why. Because the path is straight. And there's many things that have to happen sometimes to keep you in that straight path. Sometimes He has to do things in us to keep us from going off of that road, which also makes the crooked place. It also makes the road crooked. If you exit the road, you've made a crook in the road. So sometimes he'll take something out of your life that may be a stumbling block to you down the road. Let me tell you something else he may do. He may take something out of your life that may be a stumbling block to somebody behind you. There may be some sort of example you set that might not be the best example for somebody coming up behind you. You don't even know who's watching you. But God will clarify that and He will correct it in you so that they don't pick up any bad habits along the way. Remember, the Bible said, let us lay aside, because there's so great a cloud of witnesses, in other words, there's so many people watching us, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. So there may be things you do in your life or that I do in my life or we do in our lives that may not be sin. But they may be a weight to somebody else. They may hinder them in some kind of way. You see what I mean? And it may cause somebody else to lose their footing or may cause somebody else to, to doubt or something along those lines. So God sometimes will cause that to happen. He will cause things to, uh, uh, to come out of your life that may not be a sin, but yet they may be a stumbling block. God called you because you're the one. 
We have to get to the place where we understand, we first of all, that we need Him. We cannot do it on our own. We cannot make it without Him. We need Him. Secondly, He needs you to understand that you must trust Him. And when He calls you, you must move. You must step out. You've got to trust Him. How many of you can remember back when you was a child? How many of you ever had a parent that reached their hands out in a pool or something like that and and asked you to jump? Did you ever have that happen? Creek or pool or something like that? Did you jump? Hmm? Is that a den? I thought that was a third eye, brother. I thought you had a distinct advantage. <laughs> Did they catch you? <laughs> well, there's the specific reason why he called This guy really is a trusting man right here. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Jesus ain't going to never call you unless he's prepared to follow through. Jesus will never call you into something where you can get yourself hurt. I guarantee you. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. That's what the Word of God says. Faithful is he. He is faithful, praise God. When he calls you, he's going to follow through. You can trust him. He ain't going to never call you into something to get yourself hurt. He ain't going to never call you into something to make you look silly. He will always follow through. God wants you to trust Him and step out. How many times have you ever heard that call to come to the altar? And didn't step out. That's that's staying in the comfort zone. How many times has God ever asked you to talk to somebody and you just said, Who, that one? That one over there? <laughs> I know you must be Satan because you don't want me to talk to that guy because that guy over there, I mean, he's, a, he's hell bound. He's a hellion. He's already in hell. He's just a matter of time. I mean, I can't go talk to that guy. Oh, man, there's a bunch of saints in here tonight. Man, I didn't realize I was in such a room of holiness in here. Oh, man, man, I tell you what, boy, it's some serious holiness going on up in here tonight. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and I know since y'all are those holy people that I didn't even realize you were, amen, <laughs> I, may be, I may be completely in the wrong room here tonight with all this holiness, but... but I, man, I would even go as far as to say that y'all ain't never sized one of them Kroger buggy bums up on the side of the road either and decided whether or not you ought to give him a dollar or not because, I mean, because surely that guy should be working. And this on this and over here, now he's got a dog. He's worthy. He's worthy of the dollar because he's got a dog to feed. But now this and over here, no, no. Oh, there's a woman there. And oh, now you got you to give money to her, man. But you can't. Oh, now, wait a minute. Oh, my goodness. Now, you can't get. No, that guy there, he looks, he looks pretty strong. You bum. 
low life scumbag, get a job. You know? Then you go over and you say, well, dear God, he is looking pretty strong and all, but man, he looks a little sickly. Does he look sick to you? Yeah, he looks a little sickly. Oh, oh, he's got a limp. I wonder if that's a fake limp. Are you faking it, man? I'm trying to see whether you're faking it or not. Watch him. Watch him close. Okay, yeah. Is he a dollar? Is he a, a dollar worthy? He's, is he a dollar bum or is he a $10 bum? You know, I'm feeling really good. But you got to do all this stuff at lightning speed because the light's going to turn green in a minute. You don't want the guy behind you honking at you. So are you going to throw the money at him and run? Are you going to just say, well, I missed it. I'll get him next time. Oh, dear God, we're too busy for that. I mean, we're talking about some holy people here. Yeah, we, you know what? We size things up. We size things up. But you know what God wants? God wants you to be willing to step out. Now, true enough, the Bible says not to cast your pearls before swine. Somebody don't want it, don't shove it down their throat. What's the point? I mean, there's no point in it. It's a waste of time. You can't force somebody to serve God. But if you feel the Lord encouraging you to reach out to somebody, don't size them up. The devil ain't going to tell you to, to preach to somebody. If you feel the Lord say, hey, go preach to him. Or go say something to him. Or minister to him. Or you feel that or, or the, op- the door is opened. Now, if you get that combative spirit, let it go. Never, never, never fight over the Word of God. If, if they want to combat you and if they want to argue the Scripture and things like that, and I don't believe all that, then just say, well, you better be right. <laughs> you better be right. Let it go at that. Amen. But uh, I tell you what, there was a fellow in New York one time that uh, the Lord spoke to, and he said, I want you to go over and talk to this man right over there in the park. The Lord told him to go minister to him. He said, first thing you do, first word out of your mouth is, needs to be, do you know Jesus or something like that? It needs to be Jesus. And he looked over, and he seen this guy over in the park. He said, What? That guy over there, Lord? Are you kidding me? That guy? Lord said, yep, first time, just go walk up and start talking about me. Just start talking about me. Guy thinking about it, he's like, oh, I'm going to get killed, man. I'm fixing to get shot in the park. He walks up to this guy and just said, man, do you know Jesus? The man, a guy looked up at him like a deer in the headlights, man, dropped to his knees, gave his life to the Lord right there, man. Now, let me give you the Paul Harvey on that. Let me give you the rest of that story. Here's a guy that had been hearing the wooing of the Holy Ghost, been trying to call this man for years, and he just kept dodging and ducking and dodging. And so he finally gave the Lord an ultimatum. He said, okay, God, here I am. Here I am. I'm in, you know, hey, 
I tell you what, Lord. If you're real, and if you're really trying to get me, he's looking around in New York. Now, you got to think about New York. And the place. And he's like, if you are real, and if you really want me to give my life up and follow you, let the next person I see, let the next person I talk to, just come up out of the blue and start talking about you. And he just left it at that. Now you know the rest of the story. The next guy was the guy the Lord said, you go over there and talk to that guy down yonder and you tell him about me. And he's over going, what? That guy? But you know what? He was obedient. And he went down there. And when he opened his mouth and just started talking straight out of the blue about Jesus, the Lord had already gone ahead of him and made the crooked place straight. That man may have been a crooked place to this guy here sometime before that, but God had already gone ahead of him and, and worked that field. He had that field ready, amen, for the harvest, praise God. And he sent his labor into that harvest, amen. Let me tell you something. When God has a job for you, he's already preparing the field down there. He's working on you over here, but he's been working ahead of you already, making the crooked places straight. And so when God calls you to something, you just step out on it, praise God. If the Lord said you can walk on the water, man, you need to get out and start tap dancing, praise God, because you can do it. God ain't going to call you to something you can't do. That man walked out there and he said the right thing and that man gave his life to the Lord. I'm going to tell you, folks, God has called you. And there's no doubt about it. But until you get to that place where you just say, man, I'm in, you ain't going to never get where he's trying to take you to. You can't stay half in, half out. You got to go all in. Trust him. There's great benefits in this thing. There's great reward in this thing. But you got to go all in to get it. Therein is the choosing. Is it easy? Oh, oh no. No, it ain't easy. It ain't easy, but I can tell you this much. Your life has never worked as well as it will in this walk. Never. Now, you may have lots of money in the other walk. There's a lot of people that do. The devil has dominion over a lot of that stuff. He can sure give you lots of money. Look at all the rich people in the world today. They're not serving God. The Bible says, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself, from such turn away. But I'll tell you this much. You ain't going to never be begging no food. You ain't going to never be begging bread. You're always going to have a place to get dry. You're always going to have what you need. And sometimes you'll have things you want. But you'll always have what you need. Amen. When everybody else's life is completely falling apart, you're going to have what you need. Amen. When this world goes belly up, amen, you're going to have what you need. And I promise you it's going belly up. Amen. Stuff didn't get real ugly in this land. So you better take your trust off of whatever it is you're doing and put your trust on God. There's a reason why you're here. There's a reason why you're here right now. 
in this time in your life. There's a storm brewing, and it's coming. It's coming at breakneck speed. It's the first time I've ever seen the U.S. government absolutely just tell the voice of the people, no. Everybody's jumping on the bandwagon with Trump, and they're absolutely telling the people, no, we're not going to let you elect Trump. We can't control him. So all the establishment's coming against him to try to throw him off track. And even the news people, which is amazing to me, said, so basically what you're saying is you can pick anybody you want to, only not Donald Trump, because uh, no, you can't have him. We won't allow it. They don't want the government taken back from them. They got too many promises that they, they've made. They don't want people, they don't want anybody shaking up the establishment. And he's a loose cannon. They don't tell him what he's liable to do. So they don't want that. But I'm going to tell you, folks, we will be in martial law, and it's not very far down the road. They've already been preparing for it for a long time, and it's going to happen just like that. You're here for a reason. You can win souls. You can reach people. But let me tell you, never forget about number one. Now, I know the Bible says prefer others over yourself. And that's true. That is God's way. However, the Bible also says that the husbandman must be first partaker of the fruit. So, never forget about you. That doesn't mean become selfish, because that's absolutely against God. But never forget that you must get it, and you must keep you ready. You must be ready. He said, he didn't say, make the household therefore ready. He said, be ye therefore ready. For in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. He's coming at a time when you ain't going to be looking for Him. So you must be ready. And God does expect you to grow. Go on unto perfection. It's so easy for us to question God. Why is that? Because we know us. How many of you have ever come to the realization it's easier to have faith for somebody else than for yourself? You can move mountains for somebody else, but when it's for you, I wrote a song about that too. I have faith for someone else, but when it's for myself, I just can't believe. Why is that? Because I know me. And as hard as I try, I can never forget who I used to be. I can never forget the things I've done in my life. And I can't get over that sometimes. I can't get past that sometimes. It's hard for me to think that God will... He'll do it for everybody else, but surely He wouldn't do that for me. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, He knew you when He picked you up. He knew you. The Bible said he gave 
He gave them talents or He gave them He gave them things to do according to their several ability. So if God called you to it, He's already prepared the way. He's already prepared you for the job. And He's already made the way. All you have to do is just get in. He said, I will be with thee. So when God tells you to go, He will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what He's talking about. He's not talking about uh, uh, any other thing. He's talking about what He called you to. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you. If He told you to jump, jump, man. He's not going to forsake you. He ain't going to leave you. He's not going to call you into something. He that has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's not going to turn around and walk away from you and leave you hanging out to dry. But let me tell you who will leave you out to dry. Let me tell you who has already left you. It's just a matter of time. It's the devil. He will sell you out. He will call you into something and walk off and leave you standing and then implode it on you. He'll set you up and blow you up. The Lord is our strength. And He wants it that way. God wants you to do great things, but He wants you to use Him to do it. I look out here, I don't know how you see yourself. But I see some fantastic people. I see some fantastic soldiers. I see the kind of people God can greatly use. That's what I see. I see a group of folks that I wouldn't trade for anything or anybody. This is the family I want. This is the family that I want fighting beside me. This is the family I want. I see some of everything in this family. I see some of everything in this army. Praise God. We got what we need here. Amen. We got God. And we got a good group of folks here. God is creating a well-rounded church here. Praise God. And I'm not just talking about round like this. Amen. I got some of that too. Amen. Praise God. And matter of fact, he's adding to this all the time with stuff like sitting on that table in there. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, I know. I, my wife's sitting there fidgeting. I'm thinking, well, does she have to go to the bathroom? No, I forgot. There's something on the table in there. And I'm amazed that the reason that people, more people are not running back and forth to the bathroom, which some of us are, there may be less of that on the table now. Oh, yeah. Oh, poor... Let's blame it on the poor child. Okay, yeah, right. Uh, 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 yeah. No, no, no. You see, you had forgot about it or you'd already be in there. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, yeah. Waiting on me. You see what I'm saying? A lot of the me thing going on in here. Amen. How do you spell I? M-E. Yes. Yes, Amen. Amen. Praise God. I just kind of stay away from it. I don't want to get my hand bit off. 
Amen. But uh, praise God. Stand with me tonight. <laughs>